Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Forrester CXCast. This is Sam Stern with a tiny bit of a cold, maybe you can hear. Across from me is my co-host, Jenny Wise. Hi, Jenny. Hi, everyone. And we've got our colleague TJ Kitt sitting with us in our studio in Cambridge. Hi, TJ. Hi. Although I do have more than just a tiny bit of a cold, I probably have a cold. (laughs) Also with a cold. I'll carry this one, guys. My voice is intact. Thanks, Jenny. So we invited TJ in to help us answer this question in this episode. What sort of outside help do firms need to successfully execute a customer experience transformation? And this question was sort of motivated by TJ's recent research, a category of research that we called NowTech at Forrester. And it was all about customer experience consulting practices. And TJ, it sounds like you did a lot of uh, research here on the very many firms out there that say they can help with CX transformations. So we'd love to pick your brain about what you learned in compiling this research and maybe start there. Who were you looking for and what capabilities or skills were you looking for for these firms to be included in this piece of research? The way that we thought about it was, what do you need to affect a customer experience transformation? What sort of resources are going to be necessary to help change the way that an organization approaches how it decides it wants to develop and then deliver specific experiences to its customers. And so you're going to need things like a way of approaching the business strategy. You're going to need things like how you're going to approach organizational strategies, how you approach technology strategies, how you do design, how you do delivery, how you then apply metrics and analytics on the back end to evaluate this, and then how you would then publish that information to the business writ large. So we were looking for companies that did some or all of that as a way of then talking about the likely scenario in which you're going to need multiple types of vendors to mm-hmm. actually help you affect a complete transformation if that is indeed your goal. We also recognize that companies are going to have lesser ambitions than, say, a complete transformation of their business around customer experience. So we wanted to also be able to account for those companies that can help with different elements of experience transformation from a smaller scale, say, redesign of a specific experience or the setting of a specific strategy around customer experience, all the way through refashioning some back-end systems or processes to help the business support any sort of new experience it was deciding to put together for its customers. So when we look at companies included in this, at first it sounded like they have to be end-to-end doing all of this, but it sounds like you've actually parsed out the different capabilities that are components. Right. Well, we landed on where three categories of companies it's a best fit exercise. So there are 39 companies that are listed in the document itself. All of them would probably argue that they do all the things yeah. that... That's that what's hard about up, this, yes, right? Yeah. They say they do everything. <clears throat> right. So. I've, I've seen that too. So tell us what you're uh, evaluating companies on for in this report, and we'll tell you that we do all of those things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's, a, it's a best fit exercise because of that. You know, We looked at the things that they are known for, how they advertise themselves, and where companies reach out to them and we put them into these categories. And the categories are first, an experience strategy and business transformation practice. So these are firms that have the ability to walk you through the link between your business strategy and a customer experience strategy, as well as help you think through things like org transformation, business process transformation, metrics development, things of that nature that are going to help the business approach a new customer experience. So these are kind of the high level guys. In the hierarchy of how we listed these things, you've got experience first, then you build the front end stuff. So the experience 
experience front-end transformation practices are those companies that do mostly the design work, the development work, and then help with the delivery of the experience. And then on the back end, you have the experience infrastructure and transformation practices, which do more of the work related to process transformation, technology transformation, things like that that are going to help actually support the experience that you've built, all in in accord with the strategy that you've laid out for Mm -hmm. customer experience in the business. If I think about that experience infrastructure transformation capability, cynically, (laughs) I think of it as we are a systems integrator and this is the clearest path from that historical thing that we've done to saying we do customer experience transformation consulting. Tell me I'm wrong. I will say that you're wrong insofar as... If you take a parochial view of what customer experience is or how you shape customer experience, then you would lop off all of the stuff necessary to support the experience like your fulfillment system or your supply chain system or how you manage orders, things of that nature. But in fact, those are all going to be key components of how the customer experience is delivered. You know, we use an example a lot in our journey mapping workshops of a retailer that decided that they were going to have a special sale with a, a fashion designer and they marketed it, put it out on social media. People hit the site and then the site crashed. People wondered where the item was that they ordered and what they discovered was the run of that product was actually oversubscribed. And, and so listeners, <laughs> if this is sounding familiar, the, the target Missoni yes. example is the one that we're referencing here. But, uh, you know, they were oversubscribed and they were taking money for a product that they didn't have. And that was because of a breakdown in terms of that fulfillment system, that inventory management system, and the commerce platform. So not having those links can severely impede your ability to deliver an experience. Beyond that, I mean, I would say that the systems integrators that you're you're thinking of have done a lot of work to acquire their way into some Mm -hmm. of these other areas. So you'll find that they go out and they buy agencies. So Tech Mahindra, for example, acquired a British outfit called BioAgency to do some of the experience design work. And they acquired an Italian outfit called Pen & arena to do some physical design work. Wipro acquired a you know kind of design agency legend, Cooper, mm-hmm. as, a, as a way of kind of thinking about how they want to work into some of these other um, you know kind of areas around customer experience. So you see these things popping up kind of all over the place. Uh, Deloitte Digital acquired Heat, which was an, which was an advertising agency uh, because they wanted to have more of a say in kind of that end-to-end conversation around how we think about the digital marketing elements, the experience design elements, and then the infrastructure elements. So you see that all over the board in terms of you know kind of how these traditional technology services firms have approached customer experience consulting and customer experience infrastructure development and so on. I'll completely flip from cynical to uh, optimistic <laughs> and say the acquisitions that those firms made is an acknowledgement, either implicit or explicit, that they know they don't have those capabilities. And so they have to acquire them to bolt on to their expertise right. in you know process improvement and reengineering and the technology back end so that it's not just a window dressing, but it's actually the talent and the people who have been doing it for a long time coming into the firm to integrate, for lack of a better word, <laughs> repeat myself, to integrate with the expertise that they already had in-house. Right. There's that element of it. And I think there's also the part of it that says... We need the name to give us credibility in those conversations. Our current salespeople, our current partners don't have those relationships, don't know how to walk into those conversations with different types of executives. So even if you were to go out and say, hire a bunch of kids out of a design school, Mm -hmm. plop them down in um, some center and then say that we have this massive design capability, if you don't have the reputation in the marketplace to have that conversation, it's going to be very difficult. Great point. So... 
I'm curious then, because we're talking about acquisitions and what capabilities they have. I have a two-part question. Today, I look at this and I think, well, here's a company who's doing a really great job at this front-end transformation, but it sounds like I can't just rely on them for everything, so I'm going to have them as a partner. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm also working with someone who's the experienced strategy and business transformation. Mm -hmm. What does that look like today? Working on the strategy part, you may have like a PwC or Mm -hmm. a McKinsey or Bain that that are saying, all right, so you want to have this new customer experience, customer service, and so here is what it means for your business model. Here is how you would then set up an organization to deliver that. And then you know, kind of somewhere down the line, you have a digital agency that's developing the actual assets to support right. that. And then you may have a systems integrator even further down the line that's working with the IT department to make sure that there's infrastructure necessary to support that new front end that you're building for your customers. It's a common thing to see you know, multiple different companies working within a single account. The challenge often is whether or not everyone is in complete agreement about what everyone <laughs> yeah, should be what- doing. What their roles are here. Right. And so a lot of the conversations I'll have will be, you know, kind of some agent or some consulting firm kind of saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, we often come in after these big name guys that you know about to clean up their messes or, you know, so there's that, (laughs) there's, you know, that bit of rivalry that goes on around these sorts of initiatives. But I think it's also reflective of the fact that each one of these company types that we talk about have a different customer within your business. You know, when you're talking about a lot of the experienced front end transformation guys, you know, those are your designers. Those are your developers. You know, they may be working with product people. They may be working with marketing people. If you're talking about your strategy and business transformation vendors, then what you're talking about are your guys that are dealing with C-level executives, talking mm-hmm. about business strategy and things of that nature. And then you're talking about your infrastructure guys. A lot of those people are speaking mostly with IT type roles. So there's going to be different constituencies for customer experience, transformation services, all having different purposes, but all generally a part of some broader corporate program around how we are going to create an idealized experience for our customers. And so then my second part of that question is, in five years or 10 years, do you think that these will still be independent companies? Because when we look at what's Mm. happened in marketing, right, they had the agency of record and then the digital agency. And they're like, we have so many agencies and we don't know what they're doing, so we want to consolidate or at least have a really clear point company who's setting all the vision and everyone else is tethered under that. Is that going to happen here too? I think you'll see more consolidation. Uh, particularly around the experience infrastructure guys trying to acquire more of the front end guys. Right. I think that's usually an area where they can see some of the clearest paths forward, mm-hmm. some of the clearest synergies. These guys are developers. We've got developers. We're all developers. Let's all work together in that fashion. I think the heavier lift would be trying to get companies that don't have a history in management consulting or strategy consulting, kind of moving into that position of being a trusted advisor there. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you'll hear from, say, a digital agency that they are beating a bane or or McKinsey on a strategy deal, which obviously you kind of have to look at in more detail right. to figure out what exactly is that they beat McKinsey or Bain on in a strategy deal. But I mean, I think that's kind of where it'll have to be. It'll it, there'll be some consolidation in those those latter two categories because of a lot of the similarities between those mm-hmm. two sorts of firms. And then you're going to have probably still standing apart those that deal more with sort of the management or business consulting right. sorts of issues. Because yeah, we also do hear from clients who are working with those larger companies that they want to find someone who's going to be more innovative, right? And think Mm. about emerging technologies. Mm -hmm. And so we do see some of those other companies getting a foothold in the strategy, even though they're more sort of front-end developers. I mean, I think you see a lot of that because those guys have invested heavily in the idea of innovation labs. Right. Yeah, right. That's where a lot of those are living and they're getting a lot of traction. Right. Well, and, you know, then 
Conversely, if you're thinking this is a enterprise-wide transformation effort, then I can see you getting overly conservative about something where you're saying, well, no one ever got fired for hiring McKinsey for management consulting, so extend that to my CX transformation, and I need the executives to believe that this is a adult effort here, right? This isn't just, you know, oh, a cool innovation lab that can live over here, but we actually have a firm you've heard of helping us with this connote some sort of, you know, seriousness to the effort, I think. Right. Right. It's that executive belief in some of these companies. Now, I mean, that's not to say that executives aren't necessarily disappointed in some of the efforts of some of these companies, right. because you, I mean, you will hear those things where management consulting firm X delivered a great presentation, but now we have to go find someone to help us right. operationalize this. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where you'll see the McKinsey's and the Bain's and so forth push downstream, you know, so that's why right. McKinsey goes out and they, that's why they acquire a design agency. And that's why they, they move more into those areas where they can say, no, no, we're not just going to leave you with this PowerPoint presentation that explains, you know, over the course of 200 slides, what it is that your business needs to do going forward. But now here are some wireframes. Here are some concepts of things that you can do. But we're not necessarily going to help you go the step further of actually rolling that out. We're not here for that business. We're here for, you know, maybe things like transforming certain elements of your business, like the contact center or things of that nature. But we're not going to build a whole lot of things for Mm -hmm. you. If you're one of our listeners and you work at a CX department at a firm, how should you be thinking about this external help? How should you try to, I think you were right to say these firms are probably, you know, entering different doors in an organization. But then if you want this all to coalesce into something coherent and more than the sum of its parts, or at least equivalent to the sum of its parts, mm-hmm. you need to have some handle on that. So how should a CX professional think about these these firms and where they might likely be popping up in their organization? So there's I mean, a couple of different things here on the, how do we get a hold of this? I, I made an argument a while ago that ultimately I think a lot of customer experience departments are going to have to develop program management skills. Mm-hmm. So just like IT departments over the years have built PMOs to handle all of the disparate projects that they've kicked off around IT transformation, customer experience leaders are probably going to need to take a role in creating some sort of PMO around customer experience. And, you know, that will take some you know, different sort of skill sets within the customer experience group. So, you know, how many people do you have that are certified project managers or certified program managers? You know, what do you understand about project management software? You know, what sort of relationships do you have across the business? I think that's where you're going to need to begin to have the conversation if you're trying to set, you know, just kind of a general heading for the ship right. of state on customer experience. Now, when you think about which sorts of vendors are in your company, well, I think a lot of that's going to come down to what what are the legacy vendors in your company to begin with? Because I think what you'll mm-hmm. notice in this research is that a lot of these companies are companies that do other things besides customer experience, or at least they've you know begun to wrap customer experience around the things that they've been doing historically <laughs> for your business. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know your accounting firm, you know a PwC or a KPMG. You know what? They also have customer experience capabilities, so they may already have a foothold in, the, in one area of your business. That company that had helped you build that mobile app a little while ago. You know what? They want to have more of a conversation with you around your digital customer experience, that company that's that's helped you implement your Salesforce system over time. You know, they too also want to have a conversation about how they can more broadly mm. affect your customer experience. So I think you know having an understanding of where projects are in the business 
and the, the companies that are servicing those projects will give you a better understanding of what sorts of firms are already in your business and what they are trying to help your company do. And I think a lot of that goes back to how well you understand how mature you are around customer experience management and what sorts of assistance you need you know, kind of around that, whether it's on enablement, whether it's in culture, whether it's on research or in design, because that's going to give you a good sense of why these different firms are in your business doing different things for your company. Great. Well, thank you, TJ, for joining us on this episode of CXCast. Listeners, we will post links to the relevant research, the NowTech report, and the five factors that supercharge CX enablement that, that refers to that uh, CX plus PMO coming together, which I think is a really good note to sort of end on with the idea that there are going to be so many of these vendors, many of which may already have established relationships with your firm, and you need to get a handle on that portfolio. And I liked your point, TJ, about it's almost like a judo move where you sort of use their interest in expanding their relationship with, with you to get them to think more holistically about how their piece of the puzzle fits into a larger, more coherent whole. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really good orientation, listeners, to think about how you would get all of these companies working better for you and, and working in a way where you can actually have a better customer experience as the end result of that. So we will talk to you all next week on CXCast. Goodbye for now. Listeners, if you have feedback or questions about this week's episode, please email us at cxcast, one word, at forrester.com. And remember, your customer's perceptions is your customer experience reality.